All right, all right, here we go. Is this thing on? Hit record. Boom! Shaka laka. Do you like bourbon? And here we go. Group whatever. So I'd always have the greatest songs on there, okay? So yeah. we're talking about, like, Baby by Justin Bieber. Ooh, Baby. We're talking about, like... Fall for You by Secondhand Serenade, okay? Oh, and yeah. you you would always want to have the new and best music on your MySpace page so that way you'd impress people. Well, I never got noticed having that music and all these other guys who were probably considered cooler than me for many reasons would always have that same music and I'm like I know for a fact they don't listen to that music, but that's just <laughs> popular music. So yeah. they're putting it on their page to get the page to get all the attention. Yeah. That's my biggest beef, man. Yep, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I um <laughs> somebody I saw a meme a few months ago somebody was talking about um, how you should be able to post a song to your Facebook profile just like my MySpace did and some like 40 year old commented he's like we've really reached a point where we are redoing the same generation we grew up with yep. and it's like oh my god that's so true and then I've been seeing pictures you remember like the iPad clip mini oh my gosh yes People are freaking using those as like hair ties Okay, that's like not, they'll, that's they'll, not they'll right. put it in a bun. They'll just clip it in the back. You don't understand. My parents were technologically like challenged, so I never got an iPad. They gave me one of those click shuffles. Yeah. Well, yo, yeah, that's what I. They had. gave me one of the shuffles, and I'm like, I don't like this. There's no screen. They they told me that they didn't know how to work it, so they just got me one with buttons. Yep. <laughs> I remember way back in the day, I couldn't afford the bougie iPhone, like the fat, oh, yeah. tiny little. You know, exactly know. What you're about. like I couldn't afford it at the time. And I remember getting an iPad, an iPod, because it was cheaper. And I went out and bought a like phone card, like gift certificate thing, and it worked for my iPad. So what? then I would just use that for my phone. Oh my but, gosh! But I would have to be connected to Wi-Fi. Still. It's like that became my phone. I mean, Wi-Fi was a little bit harder to access back then, but still. Yeah, I was. I mean, I was. I was happy with it. I felt privileged that I could be like everybody else, and be able to purchase songs finally you know when the when itunes was like coming out it became super popular right. so like you had to have your favorite songs on your on your iphone and then you know i had an ipad so like i felt like i could be like everybody else be like oh yeah i got that new album i got that new bethel hit you know <laughs> Listen, I always thought that the Stupid little I, I I thought that the the touchscreen iPods were so much cooler than the phones at the time, and now like full circle, they're literally the same thing now. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Did you uh, what'd you do for the holidays? So for the holidays, I got together. Um, for those of you who don't know, prepare to be extremely celebratory or maybe really really discouraged but i am engaged so thank the lord for that sorry ladies <laughs> i am engaged the my tuck man is taken my beautiful meredith and i we went to her parents for christmas eve and then my parents actually lived two hours away so christmas eve night and christmas morning we actually spent with my parents and i was fortunate enough <laughs> i got the house and dog sit for the week after That's Christmas, right. and the family that. that that asked me, they asked me all the way back in July. They felt so bad for asking me because it's the week after Christmas. They just immediately said, "Hey, are you available to watch our pets and watch our house again? It's the week after Christmas, and we feel so bad about it. So we'll let you throw a New Year's Eve party." Well, that worked. <laughs> so they offered me a 
opportunity to throw a New Year's Eve party at their house. So I absolutely did. So threw my own little New Year's uh, Eve party at, at their house. So now here's the thing. I, I do feel bad. It. I wanted to make it a party of like 30 because there were a large amount of people I wanted to invite. But this A wasn't my house. B, I've never thrown a New Year's Eve party before. So I didn't there's know how rowdy excuses. people would want to get. So I tried to keep the number around I mean, 10. I, I, had a, I had a wedding that night anyway. So. No, you had a wedding that night? Yeah, I filmed a wedding on New Year's Eve. It was Dude. last minute. They booked me the day before. Was that at Muirfield? No, this was at okay. uh, downtown Columbus at the... I think it's called St. Charles Preparatory School, but there's like another name for their hall. Okay. Where their reception was at. But yeah, they booked Dang. me out the day before. New Year's Eve. Yep. I have another one. I have two New Year's Eve weddings this year, too. Interesting. Yeah. That's pretty cool, though. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I think it's pretty fancy. I can't I can't complain too much. Although that's a late night. It is a late night, that's but a late it's night. a late start. So it kind of works out okay. in the yeah. middle. Okay, bounces out. Yep. Yeah. What did you do for the holidays? Um, I hung out with my nephews and my sister <laughs> and my mama. And I always try to, especially for Christmas, Thanksgiving, uh, I always try to make it home by like 4.30. And I was home at like 4.28. Nice. I was I was happy. I need my, my downtime on the holidays. Mm. Like it's just something that I need to have. Yeah. Like I love spending it with family. I love, you know, celebrate, like my nephews, love them to death. It's fun opening up gifts for them and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it's like I overexhort myself because it's like it's the holidays. You know, you got to have fun. You got to, you know, be excited and la, 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 la. Absolutely. Um, but when I'm done, I'm done. It's like, all right, I'll see you later. I'm going home. going to lay on the couch and probably go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> like <clears throat> I was excited, though. So, Chris. I, for years, it's never been like I'd never know what to get him and Laura as well. But Laura's, I'm becoming better and better with Laura. Oh, wow, they really cleared that out. More home developments. Yippee Kaye. Um, so, like, when I buy gifts for people, I don't, you know, like the gifts, like the whole love, langu love language thing. Mm -hmm. When I buy gifts for people, I want them. I would rather spend extra money on a gift I know they want instead of just walking by a store and I think of that person go, oh, I think they would like that, and then I buy it. Gotcha. So I think there's two ways that you can buy gifts for people, and that's that's two of them. But this year, I don't know if I should like publicly announce this, but at the same time, we're all adults, and let's face it, I, I do what I want. So, <laughs> so Chris, this year... <clears throat> he um he he started to enjoy the drink old fashioned. Okay. So if you don't know what an old fashioned is, it's a very delicious bourbon mix uh, with bitters, orange peel, um, very delicious drink when it's done right. Um, and he'll, I mean, he has I think one every six months to put that into perspective for you. Um, so this year I was calling Laura one night and I was like, I was talking, I was like, hey. It's like, I really want to get Chris this, like, really nice bourbon set, but I don't know if he would want it. And she was like, hang up the phone. I'll text you. I thought, okay. So we hung up, and she actually sent me his Christmas list. And on his list was a bourbon set. That's awesome. Like, glasses, the ice, you know, molders, and all that other good stuff. And I was like, this is perfect. So I went, I spent 
way more on it because I knew this is what he wanted. So it made me excited. So I bought him a full liter of Woodford Reserve, oh my which is like a really oh, good I know bourbon. Woodford. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's my all-time favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I bought him a bougie bottle. Well, I would say it's bougie, but it's a little bit more, a little bit more expensive um, of this bourbon called Charlie, Charlie, Char, Charlie, Charlie Brown, Charlie. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> um, and we tried it. We, I was over there on Christmas day and it was like three thirty four 4 PM. And, uh, he opened it. Of course he was like super excited. Laura got on this really nice glass set and you know, and it's just one of those things where I feel so much more appreciated, even though I didn't receive the gift, I was able to give something that oh, I absolutely. knew this person wanted. And you could tell, I mean, he was excited and he was happy and, um, like that brought me joy, you know, just to no degree. So I love buying gifts for people when they know what they want. I find that more joyful. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Than, than just picking something out that, that reminds cool. me of someone. Yeah. I am, uh, I'm all too familiar with old fashions. Mm-hmm. So what was that? <laughs> yeah. What was that? What was that beer? Uh, Kyle and Amy's what Elvis. Was it the Elvis? Oh, Elvis juice. Elvis juice. Yeah, dude, it's like a grapefruit infused IPA. Elvis. Oh, I'm Elvis not a juice. huge IPA fan, but that was stinking good. Oh yeah, it's it's really good. It doesn't really taste like an IPA. So you would probably like citrus IPAs then, because I would consider that to be a citrus IPA. Okay. So citrus IPA usually has a lot more of like kind of the tropical citrus fruits that are actually infused into the beer. So it oh, takes gotcha. away the hoppiness, but complements like a tart hop. So, I like that. Crazy, crazy. I like that. But funny story about old fashions. So I love old fashions. Always have. Always. It actually is funny. I went from literally not liking any beer, any alcohol whatsoever. Someone handed me a Corona Light, and I immediately felt like family with Vin Diesel. And so I enjoyed it greatly. <laughs> but I went from like family. Corona. Yeah, this the is family. for family. So I literally went from liking Corona Light straight to whiskey which is just so very wow. very strange so especially went, for exactly you went lightweight to yeah and Uncle so and it was very party. very strange to not like any taste of alcohol and then actually enjoy kind of the harder liquors so yeah very funny story about old fashions so a few of our buddies we were actually going to a restaurant in downtown and when we got there they said hey it's going to be at about an hour and 45 minute wait are you willing to put your names on the list and wait we said absolutely you know we're just pretty much hanging out in town mm-hmm. so we're walking around and we're going to find another place just kind of get a drink before we before we go any further and so you know we find this upstairs bar and we go into it and it's just kind of like it's probably just like your gentleman's place so and i guess what i mean by gentleman's doesn't necessarily mean like good-hearted men who smoke cigars it's just kind of like your old boys club where, like, people just go there to get canned beer and watch the sports game. But they had a really good choice of whiskey and bourbon. So I'm sitting there, and my one buddy, Andrew, orders a beer. You know, just a simple... Andrew, Andrew? Yeah, Andrew, okay. Andrew. He orders a beer, and uh, John orders a, a different different drink. And I'm looking at the, the whiskey selection. I said, man, I, I really like your whiskey selection, so I think I'm going to do a old-fashioned and he literally puts his hands down on the counter, just straight face, and goes, no, you effing won't. And, like, Andrew starts laughing like crazy. And I'm, like, looking sideways, thinking, oh, my gosh, this dude's, like, pranking me a little bit. And I said, no, you guys have a really good selection of whiskey, so I'll take an old-fashioned. And he goes, no, you won't. We don't have any cherries. <laughs> and I'm cherries. I'm thinking to myself, and I, I say it out loud, I don't get the old-fashioned 
for the cherries or even like the orange rind or, or lemon rind, whatever uh. you put in it, like I get it because of the mixture of it. And he goes, you're not having an old fashioned in my bar. Choose something different. That's and I'm funny. thinking, what in the world's going on? So I just ordered like whiskey on the rocks. And he goes, that boy. And he pours <laughs> it and boy. gives it to me. So like I'm thinking back through this situation. And dude, this was when I had my long hair. Like your, my your long, long hair, long hair. like down, down past my, hair. no, not my dreads, my, my long hair the down long past hair. my shoulders. I'm wearing my fedora and I've got one of my, like my beach button up shirts. I, I have a slight feeling that as soon as I walked in his bar, that he thought that I was probably some foo-foo and he was not going to deliberately prepare and serve an old fashioned to a foo-foo because foo-foo. I think that was probably him. But just the fact that out of nowhere, he just goes, no, you effing won't. And I was so taken off guard, and Andrew almost spit his beer out <laughs> because he just—I think he totally understood what was happening, and I—I I had no idea that I was basically being refused to service because I potentially looked too pretty. Wow, you know, I heard that old fashioned is actually a woman's drink. Well, then, dude, put a dress um, on me and call me Sally because <laughs> I love old fashions. Oh my gosh! I heard that. Uh, where did I hear? I can't remember where I heard that from. Old fashioned is actually for women, and there was another drink that sounded like it was for women, but it was actually for the guys. Hmm. That's gonna bug me. I can't think of it. But yeah, I, I heard that and I thought, there's no freaking way. Like old fashioned's a man's drink, but I don't know. At the, at the end of the day, your taste is your taste. So maybe they were thinking whiskey on the rocks is a man's drink. So if you're trying to treat your woman out on the town with some whiskey you get her an old-fashioned because it's not as strong it's got some it's got some bitters in it and it's got some syrup in it Mm -hmm. yeah see i like when i so i just started tasting bourbon this year shout out hashtag dub alexander (laughs) uh, i just texted him this morning he got me (laughs) he got me trying the bourbon nice and uh his selection is quite extensive so that's I would say that's one thing for anybody. If you you say you don't like bourbon, taste test with somebody who has like ninety bottles in their house Seriously, from though. all giftings and tests with somebody who knows what they're talking about because that makes a big of a difference. Listen, that family that I got to dog sit and house sit for for like the New Year's Eve week, mm-hmm. I tell them they don't have to pay me and they choose to pay me in scotch and whiskey. Yeah, ain't nothing <laughs> wrong with that. So <laughs> absolutely, yeah. I uh, Woodford Reserve was my first one, and uh, I I like old fashions, but I much prefer bourbon now on mm. the rocks. Gotcha. Takes longer to drink. I have more of the flavor intensity, and overall, I think it just I mean it just tastes better in my opinion. So Glen Levitt is another really good one. It's a little bit cheaper though. Like usually, I want to say they're probably anywhere between forty and sixty bucks. Get their Caribbean rum bottle. Rum bottle. A rum barrel. You'll you'll love it. We're about to order Starbucks, so just give me a minute, please. Thank you. Kenny G, man. That's one of my one. favorite human beings. Not Kenny G. Not like the saxophone player Kenny G. 
like the man. The man, Kenny G. Please hold. Hi, Amy. I will do a grande medicine ball. Don't do this to me. It sounds like that will be perfect. Okay, awesome, honey. What size are we doing? Uh, grande. Grande, you got it, honey. What else? And an eight-ounce americano, black. A short americano, black. All right. And sounds good. Anything else, y'all? That'll be it. All right, sweetheart. See you around the corner with your total. Thank you. Thank you. She called me sweetheart. She yes. called you honey. You know. She pretty much did everything except ask she, you for your number. She was hitting on me hardcore, was, bro. Man. I could I could see it in I the just, sound of her voice. Some these just certain things you get used to. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, Sam just circles all of the Starbucks just uh-huh. to flirt with the people at the window. <laughs> this is true, and you know hey, there's there's no shame in my game. Don't go like, to Meredith's. Don't don't flirt with my girl. When she works the window, don't flirt with my girl. She so that's that's Tuck's you know fiance. She is honestly one of the sweetest people I've ever met. She re- she really is sweet. Still makes me wonder why she's, she's with she's me. She's so adorable. <laughs> uh, she's very kind. Like I can't even like, I can't even chide with her. Like it no, hurt, you it can't. hurts me. Yeah. Like there are times because I'm very witty. And I'm very good at, like, if there's something funny or humorous that happens, I will laugh at it mm-hmm. and bring it to light. I won't laugh at the person. I won't make fun of the person if it happens but to them. But it's just Just funny. the situation like, is funny. Yeah. And there are so many times where I have to be like, oh, my gosh. Like, Meredith, I'm I'm not making fun of you. Don't worry. I'm not going to Because she's just, she's so she tender. She'd just be like, why are you laughing she, at me? Exactly. She's, she's. Why is that funny? She's just so beautiful in every aspect. Just, Again, I don't know why she's with me. But. Well, at least you don't have your dreads. Dude, she liked the dreads. Did you? I liked the dreads, too. So, and you didn't have them for very long either. No, because I didn't spend a lot of money on them, so they started to fall out. Oh. And I didn't want to have to try to maintain them through the summer months, being sweaty and going swimming all the time. But. Yeah. But. She likes my long hair. Like You could you could come back. You could bring back the uh, double mohawk. <laughs> Nah, dude, I'm gonna do like the Derrick Henry. Sunday. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like French braid both sides of my hair, and just so like essentially like a cornrow. But I, I forgot you don't watch very many sports. Derrick Henry has like a specific. Yeah, I don't even know who yeah, that no, is. <laughs> well, hold on, I did watch uh, Space Jam the other day, bro. Wait, That's... which one? Like the OG or the, the NG? OG? Okay, I was OG. Like, I was like the yeah. the new I'm the not, new G. I already know that's really stupid. Yeah. So sorry, people, if you like the new. Space Jam, I can yeah. tell you right now, I wouldn't like it. But Meredith really loved my long, like, curly, wavy hair. Really? And so I may grow it back out. Just for her? Yeah. But wow. I told her. True sacrifice. Because I will probably have that long, long hair. Like, once it reaches the length, I'll probably have that long, long hair for maybe, like, a whole year. Mm-hmm. Because you just have to grow your hair out to a certain length in all areas to do dreads. And I may do dreads again, but I may actually spend the money on it this time. Yeah, I mean, because it's your hair. Yeah. And when you got to go out in public. I mean, hey, I thought it looked really cool, and it was me. It wasn't like I was trying to be anybody else, so. 
No, and the thing is, you you wore them really well. Thank you. You know what I mean? Like some people. Hi guys. Hi. How are you? Good. She called him sweetie again. There we go. There we go. She's going to fix him up. She's called him babe. Uh, right? And just do the team. I think Sam is being yeah. sold on a lot more than just drinks right now. I think she just said she gets off at three. Would you want to stop her? Nah. No, thank you. This thing is so tiny. It's basically just espresso. Oh. We're shooting a podcast. How fun. See the little mic here, camera, mic over there. Yeah, it's what it's kind of what I do. So it's it's called a joyride. Hashtag ad. Are you on Facebook? Oh uh, no. Hashtag content creator. You don't, you don't do the Facebook. The. No, I do not go down that rabbit hole. Hey, hey, that is totally fine. My parents are on Facebook. That's so funny. <laughs> I encouraged her. No. <laughs> I actually hang out with the people that I want to see. You know, I don't have to see it. She's real. Ask her how she pronounces her name. Like, oh my God, Cassie, wait, you're on Tuesday. I'm like, I would say How do you pronounce your name? Kid, Kidron? I love that name. Oh. I like Kidron. I mean, I like Amy, too. Amy's a pretty name. Is it bougie? I guess for the 70s, it's pretty bougie. All right. -E -E. Yeah, that's I love bougie. That. I love that. That is bougie. You ever? How about that? <laughs> She's Yo, <sweet. laughs> Amy gets paid way more for her customer service. Let's she be honest. Does. She does. She's great. And she hooked me up with a, a drink that I've never tried before. But you're you're going to like it. No, thank you. <laughs> what? Why is she laughing at me? <laughs> she, she talks for What's your podcast? Joyrides. Yeah, like it's such a disappointment. I'm sorry. <laughs> everything. Anything and everything. Anything and everything. But mainly nothing. But mainly nothing. Uh, waiver and stuff. Yeah. All right. Have a good one. Thank you. That was probably the best interaction I've had at this Starbucks location. Which is good because I would say that you live decently close here, so this is probably a frequent spot for you. Yeah, but I mean, it's been eight months. I don't get Starbucks a lot. The only time I get okay, Starbucks okay. is during oh, nice. these joyride I sessions. I respect you for that. Yeah. I mean, I like... Do you I just like, make coffee at home? Well, I'm a... Uh, what's it called? A Keurig Master. Oh my gosh! Yes. Yeah. So absolutely, you can't touch this when it comes to a Keurig. So, <laughs> um, so wait, wait, wait! I got to hear your method of brewing for for a Keurig. You don't have to give away your secret, but like I'll, I'll explain to you. So I always, always when I do a Keurig because I like stronger coffee, mm -hmm. I will put a fresh K cup in, do the smallest amount because usually that only fills up about half the cup. Then I'll put another fresh cake up in and do another nah, small be, one. That'd be too strong for okay, me. Okay, okay. That's what I that's like my method of Keurig, so. No, I just uh I just pull a cup out, I smack it in there, slam the lid and I hit large. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, but I haven't used it a lot lately. Well, I was sick, so like you know that. Like I was sick 
all last week and well then dude you're gonna you're gonna like the the mint because the mint like literally numbs your entire like throat and nasal passage right i know well i love the the medicine ball like that's my yes. favorite drink and there's another there's another technical name for it but i just call it the medicine ball and um yeah it's it's my favorite i don't even really get coffee anymore i either get medicine ball or like one of those ice cold fruity drinks yeah. like the caramel or whatever kind of like a frap from mcdonald's whatever they call them at starbucks that's what i normally get well but. speaking of like customer service and the like restaurant experience dude i have so many ridiculous restaurant stories did you what i you smell that what is that, is that I, cat litter I bet it's that drink. Oh yeah, it's probably the mint. Yeah, it's probably the mint that you're smelling. I was thinking, That's it. Oh I'm, wow. I'm not gassy this morning, so. Me, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> but far away, that smells like cat litter. But close up, it's like minty. I'm, I'm, gl- yeah. Interesting. Cat litter. The the scents the nose picks up. <laughs> um. Yeah, I have a little bit of restaurant experience as well. What about restaurant stories? Um. No, I don't have a whole lot of those, except when I was in high school, the manager, I was a wash boy, dish boy, wash boy. I, yep. I wash dishes, you know? I mean, dishwasher would be the politically correct dishwasher, term. Dishwasher, yeah, dishwasher boy, but I think wash boy was just short-termed. <laughs> um, the manager, who was like in her 40s, had the huge hots for me no way yeah and i mean i understand but no <laughs> way i mean at the time like i was in high school so like i wasn't i was actually in shape at the time you know because i did wrestling you're in shape now makes martial arts it's just a different shape it's just oh i see what you did there <laughs> um so yeah i would show up to work and she would literally i would i would always close at nights so it wouldn't be till one two in the morning before i would actually be able to leave once everything's cleaned up and she would actually stay and help clean up but now nothing happened she's ever the manager she starts playing marvin gay yeah sam so that's probably the wildest story i have at the restaurant business well i i i don't know if i have a wilder you know what there is probably somebody who has a wilder story now that i think about I'm it i'm sure it's you but did i did i ever tell you the story of when I bought my guitar, like the guitar that I have now that I'm going to have the rest of my life. Did I ever tell you that story? No. Okay. So I went to Sweetwater in Fort Wayne, Indiana and got wait, this wait, guitar. What year was this? So, oh gosh, this was 20, I want to say 2017. So, okay, so approaching, yeah, approach is like the fall of 2017. So approaching five years and this was, dude, this was crazy. So, you know, I'm, I'm there at Sweetwater and I've got kind of an idea of what guitar I want, mm-hmm. and I don't really see it there, but I'm having them pull down like $3,500 Taylors, $3,500 Martins, because I'm willing to drop a dime to bougie. like to get a guitar that's going to last me the rest of my life, and everything that I'm playing, I'm not really liking. And I pull up their website, and there's this guitar on there that I'm interested in getting, and I really was just like, you know, if I like the sound of it, I like the feel of it, I really don't care what the price is. I'm just going to buy it. I've got tons of money to blow. So they, you know, they pulled out of the back room. Yeah, at that time I did. So make it rain. Yep. Um. So they bring it out and we get it tuned up and we hook it up to the like little sound system in there. And I'm there with my at the time the drummer and the the sound guy. Okay. And I'm not kidding you. First strum, 
all of us look at each other and we're like, oh my gosh, this is the one. Like, just on the first strum. Oh, is this your acoustic one you play Yeah, this now? is the okay. acoustic one that I play now. And so okay. I played a little bit, and I already knew, like, this is the one. So I take it to the register, and the guy goes, man, you're you're really fortunate, really lucky to have this guitar. Do you know the story behind this guitar? And I'm like, oh, snap, there's a story. So he begins to tell me that the owner of Taylor Guitars goes to Hawaii for vacation, chops down one koa tree, makes three guitars out of it. What? And then just goes back to what he normally does. So the guitar that I have only has two siblings. There's only three of them. I had no idea about this. In the world. In the world. Like, it was literally just a custom vacation idea. That's with, that's wild. So then, on top of that, I'm like, wow, I'm blown away. I have one of three guitars in the world, which many of my friends know. I have said that all too many times. So they've spun it to be like, did you know that Tuck has one, one of the of only three, three guitars, guitars in, in the, the world? world? There's only three guitars total in the world. Tuck's got one of them. So I had to use that on an airline so that they wouldn't check my guitar and I could put it in an overhead compartment. Anyway, so I'm just blown away and we're ringing this thing up. It ends up being guitar month, so there's like an extra savings that gets put on it. That guitar only cost me $1,300. Dang. And I was literally willing to buy like a three to $5,000 guitar and that sounded so much better than any of the super expensive yeah. ones that I was playing at the shop. So I am beside myself. And I'm looking at my drummer and my sound guy, and I'm saying, guys, we have to celebrate. Like, take me to the best restaurant that you know in the area, and like, we're going to go all out. So we go to a place called Cheddar's. Cheddar's. Cheddar's is a American Grill large portion, a little bit like Son of Thurman's, but I would say more gourmet food. Like, Son of Thurman's is just really, really good. Like, right off the grill, get your fries, get your burgers, like, get your milkshakes. You're going to be full. Cheddar's is probably a little bit more slower pace, like I guess the gourmet, like American okay. Grill style. Yeah. Dude, I, I basically order one of everything on the menu. Oh boy. So I start off, and this is what's funny, is we're sitting down and my sound guy's going, now just so you know, you guys haven't been here yet, I've been here a couple times, you will not finish what they give you. Their portions here are so big, even I have to take things home. Now mind you- Enter Tuck. Well, this is also a guy who's- over 300 pounds okay this is also a guy who's over 350 pounds he's a big boy okay yeah. he can eat and so he literally tells us just so y'all know like you will be taking food home because i have never finished a meal here before that's funny and i literally looked and i'm like looking at my menu so it's one of those moments where like you don't move your head you just look up yeah and i looked at him in the eyes and i said i will finish everything that i order okay. here i just bought the guitar of a lifetime I'm not taking any food home with Which, me. Which, disclaimer, if you don't know Tuck, if you've never eaten around Tuck, oh the dude puts away more than I do, and I'm literally twice his size. I got hollow legs. I don't I don't know how, how <laughs> he does no it. You ain't got no legs, Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> you ain't got no legs, <laughs> Lieutenant Dan. Yeah, I, I don't know how I do it either. I kind of eat like a dog. I, I eat until I'm sick. You're, you're Foreshadowing. literally a garbage disposal That's fair. of your own food. That's fair. Like, so, yes, I'm just very intently, I look at him and I say, I am finishing everything that I order here today. And he just he just kind of laughs and shakes his head because he knows it's not going to happen. Like, there's just too much food. Mm -hmm. So I start off with the appetizer. I order the cheese curds. Dude, it's two pounds of cheese curds. Oh, my gosh. And a Corona. So, like, I was like, I was like, all right, I'll christen the palate here. I'll eat some cheese curds, christen the palate, have a little Corona with some lime. I finished the cheese curds. I, I, and I'm not kidding you when I tell you it was probably close to a two-pound plate of cheese curds. That's so I finished much. those, okay? Yeah. 
I order a bacon cheeseburger with sweet potato fries. That sounds delicious. Which it was probably it was probably close to like a like three fourth pound burger. So really really big burger, but they do a good job there of kind of like making the burgers more important than the bun. Like you go to those burger restaurants where like the bun is four times the size. Oh yeah, I it's ridiculous. Hate that. Yes. So that's not that kind of place. So I'm having like a big hearty bacon cheeseburger with some sweet potato fries, and literally they're blown away that at this point I am not sick i am not full <laughs> like i'm getting there but i'm like you know what you haven't peaked yet there's room for dessert there's room for dessert so i order a 10 ounce chocolate chip cookie oh my god with custard whipped cream bro hot fudge and a cherry on top okay so i'm eating this and finally like all of us we're done eating and the waiter comes back and he's like now nah, i'm pretty sure after this like everybody's done and we're like yeah yeah you can bring the checks out so i'm i'm finishing up and and i'm starting to realize oh man like, I'm getting full, but I'm a man of my word. <laughs> and so I start to realize, like, the food's creeping up. Like, now at my sternum, I can feel I'm full. Uh-huh. But I'm to your like, sternum. So you have to, to wait till the food reaches your sternum, well, and then you realize, oh, I've overdone it because no. the food is at you know, my that's, sternum. That's, that's probably what you would think, but I knew I didn't have any room up to there. Uh-huh. But from... You know, my sternum to my throat, I still had room. Uh, like, literally, my logic at the time was like, I don't have any more room here. But, but here, here I've, I got, I've got some room. So I power through, and I finish that 10-ounce custard chocolate chip mm. whipped cream sundae of a dessert. Now I'm starting to sweat. So they bring the checks out. And I'm like, I'm not kidding you. Like, I am, like, literally sweating. It's hard to breathe now. And so I finished wrapping up my check, and my buddy was going to stay and just kind of, like, share some encouragement with the waiter. And I literally look at him, and I'm saying, guys, I uh, whew, I need to go outside for some fresh air because I don't think I don't think this dinner is going to sit too well, and I, I need gravity to take its toll. <laughs> okay? So I'm getting up. Meaning and I'm not kidding you. If you've ever had those moments, oh, my gosh, it's like in the movies when they strap – like a head harness or like a shoulder harness on the actor and they're stumbling as they're walking and uh -huh. it's like that facial view of yeah. them just staggering that is literally what I did on the way out of the restaurant I am staggering like I can That's barely funny. breathe I literally am sweating drops of just nausea mm -hmm. so I finally get out of the restaurant the fresh air does start to help but as I'm trying to walk down the ramp of like the restaurant I kid you not like there is there is a couple that is full-fledged like tongue and everything <laughs> making out and this is like a small little exit like sidewalk ramp and I'm thinking bro if I jostle myself too much like I'm literally gonna throw up all over their feet like I'm literally like trying to figure out a way to get around them without moving too much uh -huh. because they're all over each other. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I am literally gonna throw up on these people, yeah, super unintentionally. So I finally like make it past them. At that point, my drummer already left the restaurant and he's following me and he's laughing. He goes, dude, Tuck, it's it seriously looks like you are gonna throw up. And I said, oh, I can tell you without a shadow of doubt, I don't throw up very much. But when but when I when there. I do, I know it's gonna happen. He goes, uh -huh. "Oh, dude, can I film it?" <laughs> and I'm thinking, "Oh, absolutely." So I tell him, "I was like, yeah, absolutely. You can totally film it. Like this would just be hilarious for you to capture." So he's kind of like chuckling. Goes, "Okay, cool. Well, like if you start feeling it, like let me know." And I literally said, "Bro, get your camera out. Thirty seconds. I'm it. It's coming up." And he is just literally just 
losing his breath, wheezing already, and I'm not even, like, we're not even around the corner of the front of the restaurant. Oh, gosh. So we finally get around the corner, and I'm, I'm basically telling him, all right, here it comes. Like, get the video ready. And I kid you not, I hurl my dinner oh. all over the side bushes of the restaurant. And I mean, like, it literally, I probably ate so fast, it literally looks like, I probably didn't chew very much, I'm going to be honest. So then get this. The sound so you're guy. You're barfing full chunks of food that you bro, didn't chew. Bro, basically, yeah. So I'm like hunched over in the bushes. My sound guy's finally done, like encouraging the waiter. And he comes out and he literally is like, guys, you are so stupid. I'm not falling for that. Like, even though Tuck ate just so much food and he said he was sick, like, I'm not falling for that. And so, <laughs> literally, <laughs> my drummer says, no, you don't understand. I got it on video. He literally just threw up his dinner. And sound guy saying no no not at all like i don't believe that whatsoever and i was like oh yeah well believe this and i throw up the rest of my dinner all over the bushes and we are almost rolling in this parking lot dying laughing so hard you know, it takes a certain kind of man to, <laughs> to laugh after he just got done puking dude it was it hilarious but even further i really meant what i what what my sound guy said i wasn't taking any food home with me yeah. I just didn't know it meant in that literal sense. In that literal sense. And you did So then we had to go to a gas station and get me some, like, Sprite because my breath was horrible and I needed uh, something yeah. to celebrate or to, to settle my stomach a little bit. A so. little bit. Oh, my gosh. So that's Tuck's restaurant story. <laughs> Definitely beats uh, my story. I, I'll, I'll, I'll gladfully say I have never eaten so much to a point. I've only done it once. I vomited. I've only done it once. Would not recommend, but uh, <coughs> I, I I know what I'm capable of now. Like I, you know your limit. I know my limit. You know your limit. That I, and I think that is is why that's a story of success. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. You know what I was thinking about the other day? I was talking with uh, Tony. I think no, it was uh, Mike Schwarzenegger, um, about our human brains. And how vastly enhanced they are. <laughs> yeah. Because one of the things we, I was talking about, I said, and I was with his wife, Melanie, as well. We were at lunch, and I'm looking at him, and I go, you know what's crazy? I said, I can play out a situation right now in my brain where, Mal where, where Melanie just smacks you across the face. I said, but it didn't happen. <laughs> But it's so real. But it's so real. Oh, my gosh. But isn't it like when you really think about that, I mean, really think about it. Like you can develop that story in your mind and you can watch it as if you're watching it happen in real life or as if you're watching it on TV and just use your, your thought process or whatever, whatever you want to call it. I don't know what you call it, but to me, that's just that's so fascinating. Yeah. And I think is, like man. even when you start thinking about uh, daydreaming or even dreaming. Like all of that is from your your nervous system. It's all from your 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 brain yeah. and just the power that it has. Yeah. I just think that's crazy. Like literally recently, probably within the past like two, three months, I have just gone down that rabbit trail of imagination. And basically yeah. imagine scenarios. And it's so funny because most of the time it's kinda like when I'm driving. I don't listen to a lot of music when I drive because I just like the quiet and I like to kind of reflect. Mm -hmm. But there are times where I start to imagine like if scenarios went a certain way. 
And I literally, I kid you not, there are times where like the next day I go to almost tell somebody a story and I remember, oh yeah, that was just a scenario that I just imagine. And I know that that sounds crazy, but I am not the only one. No, it's happened to me before, but it's even happened (laughs) like in some of the dreams I'll have. I'll wake up and a couple days will pass or a a couple weeks will pass. And in my dream, because it was so real... I have to like question myself, wait, did this happen in reality or was this in like a dream? Yeah. Is this just like a deja vu moment? Yeah, absolutely. And it's crazy. Uh, we were talking about um, the movie, this, uh, the Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Oh my gosh, right? That? And he was, that Mike concept, was saying, that concept like, literally brought to life. Yeah, Mike was saying, he's like, I'm just like Mitty in some cases where I'll just face out or phase out and I'll just go in my own head. And, um, but the idea was like the way Walter Mitty can use his imagination to play out scenarios in his head before he makes a decision. Yeah. So like, I got to watch that movie again. It's so good. Phenomenal soundtrack too, by the way. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I bought it a few days ago. Um, but it's crazy though, because we can actually play out scenarios in our own head. Like, oh, if I do this what's it going to do to this? Or if I make this choice, what could this look like? But the thing is, there's a million things that can happen. A million. So we're never going to like actually know what has happened until it's actually happened. So you know what's so funny about this conversation? So like my biggest dream of dreams, I don't know that it'll ever happen because I'm kind of waiting for like the approval to do it Uh and even just open doors. I would love to be a writer, like a movie script writer. Oh yeah, I've heard you talk about that. And I have actually like two movies that are so similar to this conversation right now one of them that i actually have scripted almost 100 percent. like really? i have the entire script already typed out i like that but um yeah no this scenario of oh yeah like imagine all of the possibilities that you could have and i actually thought of a movie okay so parallel and, universe so what's funny is i thought about naming it parallel but i instead i instead decided to name this movie hindsight hindsight and it's this basically it's this you know futuristic society where if you get enough money and you know you're you're not very happy with your life or you're not happy with a certain situation and you, you thought that that situation is what just took you off the path that you were supposed to be on uh-huh. you can go to hindsight this organization this company that puts you in a chair and hooks your brain up to a machine and you can play out a specific memory in a different and it literally isn't this um so didn't mark zuckerberg recently come out with something like that i have no idea i don't get a virtual reality or but anyway it's it's this entire scenario of you can basically plug yourself into this virtual reality chair for the rest of your life but it comes with a great cost you leave your family you leave your friends like you leave everything behind to literally just lay in a chair until your body dies there's there's a movie that's kind of like that it has bruce willis in it i can't think of it um, it's not surrogates, is it? It might be surrogates, where they like literally take on a whole other form, but it's in real life. Yeah, it might like, be surrogates. They can lay in a chair. Yes, I. Th- and yeah. then they can like they're boom already living. Like if you're a 500 pound man, you can be a 150 oh, pound girl. Dude, no, in, no, like, no. The real world, but it you're had stuck Ger- in a it room. Ha- it had Gerard Butler. Maybe we're thinking of Gamer. 
It wasn't Gamer. Okay, okay, okay. No, this one's different. This one does have Bruce Willis in it because it's a really interesting but cool concept. Basically, they go around trying to find this murderer. Okay, it might be surrogates then. But because this murderer is in a different reality, yeah, yeah. they don't know if it's a boy, girl, exactly, exactly. age. Like They don't know any of that, so they have to find out. That might be surrogates. <coughs> but that's like that's movies like that are like my one of my favorites because they're different. Bro, I've and got a lot of different movie concepts. Have you ever seen uh, the Intouchables with Sean Penn? It's a French film. Man, no, but that sounds super. Bro, super... it's if you want a really good feel good night, the Intouchables. Intouchables. Okay. Yep. It's in French. Okay, I figured, I figured. But, but you, I was so going to say, good. with most streaming services, you can actually change it to, like, American, to American audio. Yeah. yeah. So, yep. I mean, you won't have Sean Penn's voice. Yeah. Well, maybe you will, because he is American. Maybe. Well, I don't, know. I don't know that he's American, but he's an American citizen. There is a difference. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. Like, I don't know if the man votes. <laughs> like, I would consider you an American. Like, one of the things would be, if you voted. You didn't have to vote to be an American. Well, in, in New York, uh, 8,000 people aren't re- registered. Uh, in the U.S. and they can now legally vote, well, which I don't know how that's possible. Yeah. You're illegal, but it's legal for you to vote. There's that a flying duck in that duck crossing sign. Have you ever seen or noticed that before? How many uh, times have you driven on this street? A thousand. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, stuff like that just makes me laugh, especially when it's like caution, slow children at play. I think that's so offensive. Like, just putting oh, just up a sign children. that there are slow children playing. Yeah. Like, it's not their fault that they're probably, you know, not fast enough to play tag with their friends. Or to be a fast-moving car. Seriously. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. You know, one one interesting thing about doing these uh, joyrides is trying to figure out, not even figuring out, but just navigating where it's going to go. Because I think even from this session to all previous sessions, it's different. Like, every session is different with with every person. And I think that's something that's just really interesting. Well, dude, you're at the helm. Cause, cause Where do you want it to go? It's just not It's just not the same. Yeah. And now that I have, like, a lot better audio mic system, I was blown away when I used these for practice uh, to test them out. I mean, it's crazy. I also love that you got them sleeved, too, man. You get them skinned up. Yeah, branding, you know. Yeah, that's awesome. Joy rides. What? What? That's awesome. You gonna get a tattoo like on your left cheek? Um, thinking about <laughs> doing a what's called a. I'm I'm j- don't be offended because this is a show where you can't get offended. But <laughs> I was hesitant on getting a what's called a, a tramp stamp. Yes. Lower back tat. Oh, absolutely. You know? Joy ride. No, that's I can't. That's just weird. <laughs> <laughs> Took it a little too far. <laughs> Just a little bit. A little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. So when is it, so I know like forever ago we talked about your music mm. career and stuff. Um, you have one album out, but now you're kind of switching over to doing just singles. Yes. Which is hugely popular in the music industry, especially like, in like the worship industry. Just like one song, one song hitters come out, like, yeah. and that's all you do. Yeah, yeah. But so my my biggest passion is, um, you know, a while ago we had a speaker come to our church, and he basically said, "Imagine if we had one Lauren Daigle, just like one worship or music icon for the kingdom, 
In every state of the United States, we'd have 50 of them. What if there were 50 in every state? Mm -hmm. And that just really, really hit home with me. And so from that moment on, I have always been like, yo, in Ohio, I would love to be one of those people who raises up 49-plus other worship artists Mm -hmm. who literally just bring an incredible musical perspective of the kingdom to our state. But then I even thought even further, like, dang, there's really not a worship industry in the Great Lakes region. Yeah. Like, obviously, we have a few worship artists who are super, super well-known, maybe even worldwide. Worldwide. Prestige. Prestige worldwide, Mr. Worldwide. Worldwide. But... Um, there's really not like a conglomeration of people who are essentially celebrating and champion championing. Wow, championing Ch- is that yeah? Champion, championing, 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 championing. Champion. other artists and other Champion. leaders to like come up and produce content and initially just in- produce inspiration. Mm. So the last song that I wrote is actually really cool. I actually I had it. So three songs that I've written literally came from dreams, like where there was music in okay. dreams. And so the the recent song that I wrote is called No Greater Love. I had a dream that I was at a worship conference where there were tons of different kinds of churches and denominations there. And during worship, I'm a very expressive person in worship. I like to raise my hands. I like to kind of move about the cabin, even sometimes like jump, jump around a little bit. And in the dream, when worship was over, there was a girl next to me who was actually very, very offended. And it was hard for her to engage in worship because I was so expressive. So I just turned to her and said, how about for the next worship session, I'll go in the back of the room and I'll honor where you are with the Lord so that way I have an opportunity to still be me. I'll never ask you to be someone different and I'll never compromise who I am either. I'll never shrink back. This is all in the dream. So after we made that connection and made that agreement, there's a violin player that just starts playing this melody. And the whole room in the dream just falls to the floor. And it's like just the presence of God was there so strongly that everyone's literally using the chairs in the room to try to pull themselves up. Uh Because it's like a magnet is forcing them down towards the ground because the presence of God is just so strong. And... um. I wake up from the dream and literally have the words that come to my mouth. There is no greater love. And I was like, holy crap, I need to write a song. And actually our buddy Josh, your old roommate, was staying the night at my apartment. And so I went and woke him up and said, dude, I just had a dream with music in it. I've got like an hour before I have to start getting ready for work. Will you sit down and help me write a little bit of this song? So in an hour, we essentially wrote like two-thirds of the song. Dang. And put it together. And so... When I was just in that process, because I was kind of in the mindset of, all right, I'm on to my next project. I'll uh-huh. probably do another like group of songs like I did before. And I just had this idea of, you know what? It would be really, really cool if I actually start to incorporate more people in my life that I know as musicians, yeah. that I know as like worshipers. I would love to do a video of this. And I would love to do it in a location that really, really just makes sense and kind of hits home for everybody. And, like, when I say hits home, like, I thought of doing it in a living room. Mm-hmm. Surrounded, like, a full band in a living room surrounded by a crowd of people worshiping. And so that's exactly what we did. So look it up. It's No Greater Love. Tuck. It's on YouTube. Really, really fun video. And my thought was, man, I would love to do more of these videos, write songs with people, incorporate more musicians, incorporate more like groups of and worshipers, and actually film them all over the Columbus area mm-hmm. in different locations in hopes to inspire people. Because like, here's here's the thing that I think is a good a good thing that I that I carry and that, that rests on my shoulders. I feel like people can relate to me, 
So when they see when they see me doing these things, they're like, "Oh my gosh! Like this is so cool that Tuck did this." I almost feel like it, it would be easy for them to diffuse that seems like a massive project to put on, and it's almost like they actually relate to I know Tuck, and mm, not not you. in a discouraging way, but to say there's really nothing extraordinarily like special about him that separates him from us. Like he's actually he's one of us. Like he's one of my good friends. Maybe I can do this too. Yeah. So that's my hope is that I can well, literally I mean, create inspiration with other people. Yeah. To just but then even it. if they wanted to start off and you know do their own thing, they have someone like you. <coughs> Excuse me. They have someone like you that they that has experience, you know, so they can come to you for insight if they have any questions or um, if they need help with something. They'll be like, "Hey, I'm thinking about doing this. What are your thoughts on that?" Yeah. It's absolutely. like even building that connection, building that. Uh, relationship that type of relationship with people um, just expands not only your reach but ex it expands theirs as well yeah so that's super exciting yeah yeah I know um, it's kind of I always laugh when you see somebody put out a single and then they still produce an album but the songs that were singles album, Everyone's already heard. Yeah, and it's kind of like, well, that's silly. And honestly, like that is so. That's what's funny. Apparently, that's the normal approach. Put out a few singles because they're kind of like dangling bait in front of everybody. Yeah. And then you release like the conglomerate of songs, whether it's an EP, like an extended play of just like five to eight songs, or whether it's a long play, which is an album, which is eight or more songs. Mm -hmm. So just the the standard approach is literally release a few singles, get some people interested, drop the whole album, which has those singles on it but i'm like you i'm like i don't want it to be teased i want the whole thing yeah like i it's so much easier for me to judge a project and not necessarily judge is the right word but just really take in and understand where the heart of that project is as a whole i'm just so old-fashioned where if someone says have you heard this song i will intentionally go and listen to the whole album mm -hmm. and then before i listen to just the song and basically come to an understanding of where the heart of that song is so, and it's mostly because I, I grew up on vinyls. My dad had a record player, and I, I just didn't actively buy CDs. I was always a... I used to collect vinyls, but I never had a... So, well, and the funny them. thing about a vinyl is is it was very hard to just move the pin and drop it to the song you wanted. Mm -hmm. So, essentially, you had to You'd listen to the vinyl. Through. You had to listen to the... And especially if you didn't want to scratch it. Yeah. You had to listen to the whole album until you got to the song that you were wanting to hear. And I just... I love that approach because then you have to listen to the whole thing to actually get a better, I would say, a better perspective of the heart of the entire project. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, my idea for the first EP that I put out, I I was actually encouraged, you should do singles. You should release, you know, maybe two or three songs and then release the whole thing. And my heart was like, nah, I kind of want everybody to just listen to it as a whole. And it was kind of more fun to me because, um, I don't know, I'm, I may be a little arrogant in just this regard, but... For someone's first project, what Matthew Wooten and I were able to put together, I would say that that was a very, very solid and very, very well done first musical project. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of why I was like excited and giddy to release the thing as a whole because I think a lot of people would be like, oh yeah, we've listened to you sing, we've listened to you lead worship, but we've never listened to you write before. Yeah. So I was really, really excited to kind of bring to the table and say, hey, I also do have this you know quality in my bag it's just I, I i've never really released it i've never really pursued it because i've always 
I'm always someone who says if it's not going to pursue or if it's not going to produce relationship, I'm really not even interested in yeah. doing it. So this whole time that I've been interested in writing songs, I've never wanted to do it alone. I've wanted to do it in a way that it kind of created relationship and created inspiration for other people. Yeah. So. That's but, good. Yeah. So. But yeah, I definitely think that the greatest way to influence, I would say, if not the world, our nation as a whole, greatest way to influence it is through arts and entertainment, man. If you're giving people well, yeah, wholesome, I mean, and, and it doesn't even have, listen, it does not even have to be Christian content. If you're I mean, just giving them concepts and themes of the kingdom that are rooted in, re- like, eternal relationship. Dude, you can like it's so funny. Like so many you people, can, you can do anything. You can do anything. Like, and listen, if you're, if I get it. If you're kingdom minded, you can literally do anything. You can there's a. It's there's, like I'm I I'm waiting to have uh, Lori Lori Pennington come on mm-hmm. and have her talk about her and her team going into strip clubs. Nice. And like, yeah, yeah. Just like blessing these girls' socks off with with just relationship, and yeah. I think that's the biggest key is just to be relational. And so many people take. Um, that's one awful thing that social media has done with mm. Instagram and Facebook is that they've created this effect where, oh, I see your posts every day, so that means I'm interacting with you every day. Yeah. And it's like, no, you're, you're not really interacting because to interact with somebody, you have to be with them. Yeah. Like there has to be a closeness, a physical like oneness with that person yeah. to really be interacting with them in a place to where it's producing healthiness it's producing kingdom it's producing culture and social media has um completely disembarred yeah it's just that whole concept relationship and now we're getting into this virtual reality the facebook meta or better this whole other world that you can make and all it all it's doing really is is it's causing separation. It's just causing withdrawal. Yeah, it, it's causing people to stay in their homes. It's causing them to to invest more money in these uh, yeah. VR goggles and be ultimately completely separated. Yeah. Even to a point where there's no physical contact, yeah. there's no physical touch. You know, when you see somebody you haven't seen in a while, what's the first thing you want to do? Hug them. Oh, d- like, right. Hug them. You want to be don't like, want to send them a message. You, you want to hand them, you know, shake their hand. You want to. <laughs> you walk up and you double tap their chest. Right. Like, <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> no, and but I'm. That's s- that concept. That's why being relational is so freaking crucial. And yeah. right now, people are so afraid of that. Oh yeah. They're 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 petrified of it. And it's like, when did America become a pussball? Mm, I know, dude. When? I know. I know. Like I used to eat dirt as a kid. Right? <laughs> like, right? You do that now, you're, oh, God, you're going to have HIV. You just ate some dirt. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah, and I'm so glad that I kind of caught wind of that sort of withdrawal feeling from social media like a year and a half ago. Oh, yeah. So it's crazy. Like, even my fiance will say, your perspective on social media didn't do a 180. Like, it did a zero-degree turn. Mm-hmm. Because, like, we, I mean, we... Well, we you would, would never, like, you never use social media. You know, I really I didn't. And it's actually funny. You're the one who convinced me to get an Instagram. And I That's fought right. you on it for That's so right. long because I knew I'm such a visual person. 
that Facebook wasn't. Twitter wasn't. It was more like here's a that. here's a picture with a super long post on Facebook, or here's a super long mm-hmm. post of my 256 gigs, 256 gigs of my thoughts on the matter. Yeah. And then Twitter was just like here's 120 characters of my thoughts, and it was so hard to just. And I and I was more of a Twitter guy because I could just say a one-liner that really didn't make sense you know, to anybody who was hilarious There's people to me. who use Facebook like Twitter, <laughs> and I block them. <laughs> I do not Where they need don't to use see. full sentences. Yes, and, <laughs> and they don't put periods and yep. commas. And and they still use the format of their name is part of their post. Oh, my God. So it'll be like, Samuel Kilgore is feeling hangry. Yeah. But they don't actually use the is feeling setting. They literally uh-huh. type out is feeling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I'm somewhat guilty of that a little bit, but people who use Twitter like Facebook and post constantly every 30 minutes, it's like blocked or right. unfriended. It's like, I don't, I don't have time for you or unfollow or whatever. But yeah, but you he, got me you got me hooked on uh, Instagram, which is actually a funny story in and of itself. That was the first time that I had come and visited you and Josh to actually visit you and Josh and hang out for mm-hmm. a whole weekend. And I remember you had literally just worked, I want to say, a 24-hour shift. I was up for 24 hours, I think. And then like, right after like your shift was over in the AM, or 13 hours we shift. drove three and a half hours to Hocking Hills. I'm sorry. You drove, I drove three and a half hours to Hocking Hills because we were going to get pictures and just, I had never been to Hocking Hills and hang out. And, hang out. And, and I had remember I had just gotten a new phone at the time or like similarly close to them. And so you and Josh were really saying like, make sure to take some pictures. Like Hocking mm-hmm. Hills has just got some things that you've really never seen in any part of the state of Ohio. And it is Ohio. beautiful. Hocking it Hills is. is pretty. And, and it was like, it was early winter, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Like, it wasn't... Actually, no. Now that I think about it, it was for Josh's birthday. So it was April. But there was still snow on the ground. Yeah, because I don't remember... The snow was melting. I don't remember it being super cold. It wasn't super cold. The snow was melting. And it just so happened to be Earth Day. I actually remember that. Ah, yeah. The reason I I remember remember that that is because we get back from Hocking Hills, and you're like, all right, let me see some of the pictures that you took. Because you had had your full rig there, Mm -hmm. and you were getting some incredible stills and everything. And so... Um, you actually were like flipping through my pictures. And you're like, oh dang! Like I didn't even have an eye for that when we were in that spot. Like mm-hmm. good find. And then you hand me back my phone, and I was all excited because we were going to go to this drive-through Mexican place called Victor's. Oh, go to Victor's if you haven't been. I was all excited to go there, and you hand me my phone back, and you're like, sweet, so now you need to make your Instagram page and post all those pictures. (laughs) And I'm like chuckling because I already gave you guys my whole spiel of I'm not getting an Instagram. Like literally stubborn, not doing it, Mm. because if I do, I will just scroll for hours because I love the concept of Instagram. This was, you know, 2015, 2016-year-old tuck so then you literally looked at me and said we're not getting you dinner we're not going to victor's we're not even feeding you and this entire weekend until you get an instagram Mm. and so i literally sat there realized you weren't kidding and i made an instagram posted my posts and then we went and got victor's just like you said you kept your word but from that day on i was like oh my gosh i love instagram and it did essentially even to the time that when i moved here about four years ago i loved trying to make some sort of intriguing and engaging post on Instagram almost once a day. I was actually at that point where wow. I was trying to post once a day just because I liked it. I, it was I fun. Don't have time for that. I didn't care whether people liked it. I didn't care whether people commented on it. I know that everyone will probably try to call me out on it, but legitimately go back and look at some of my posts. I literally took pictures of the shadows of my mother's apl- kitchen appliances <laughs> because it looked like it made a sky, uh, like a city skyline. Oh my God. So, like, I literally did not care. Uh-huh. I was just like, oh, this is intriguing. I wonder if people would see the same thing. 
And so oh I got to the point where I'm posting almost once a day and I'm enjoying it. And, you know, that was around the time, too, that I had met my fiance, Meredith. And we would communicate through texting. We would communicate through Instagram. We'd communicate through Snapchat. We we just use all these avenues to communicate. And that is mind-boggling to me. Like, I think I'm an old-fashioned guy for that because I've been in situations. Like, I've, I've talked with a girl, too, over the past year or so. And it seems like it doesn't matter how you communicate just as long as you communicate. Yeah. So, like, through Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, like all of these things it's like i just want to like text you or call you like, and honestly like i just i just want to be able to just text you like, that's who i am to my core like why do i have to have a conversation with you via instagram and then 20 minutes later you on shoot, a different yeah on a different a text on my phone like yeah, exactly let's keep everything in one location that's the type of person i am so that's who I am to my core. But at the time, I was still caught up in that Instagram buzz and that social media buzz. And I was I was liking it just because, and again, it wasn't because people didn't like <laughs> people didn't like my photos. I wouldn't give like any likes, some funny comments or whatever. But when we started dating, I was very present on social media. Uh-huh. And we were present together on social media. But I started to realize, like, you know what? I really want this girl who I am dating because I really just felt very, very strongly that you know the way that this is going and the way that we're connecting and we're bonding i think that this is going to last so i literally did like a reality check and i said i really want this girl to experience me like who i am to uh-huh. my core and so i actually remember telling her like hey i know it kind of sounds crazy but i'm going to take a step back from social media so i'm sorry if i'm sorry if you send me stuff or you try to connect with me on different platforms but like i kind of just i just want to text you uh-huh and i know that you know, this entire, like, two to three months that we've been together, we rarely texted, but we would communicate on different platforms. Yeah. And I just remember she was just kind of like, what the heck? Like, this is, this is so it's weird. So it's so new. It's new weird. Like, no, this is the original. Like, and so <laughs> this is original. Yeah. And it's it was just really cool. Even last week, like, she had said, Tuck, your perspective on social media is vastly different now than when we first started dating. And I told her, yeah, I completely agree. Like, I... I and if, and if anything, you know, maybe I was a part of the crew that was maybe too invested in social media, but I oh, started, sure. I started to realize it just, especially during like the COVID shutdown people's purse. And listen, I was super picky about who I followed on social media oh, yeah, because I wanted engaging and in inspirational content. Mm-hmm. I didn't want the like crap posts or I didn't want the promotional posts. I just didn't. If you did that and you were successful, bro, good on you. But I just, that's not what I wanted on my feed. And so I started to unfollow all these people, especially during the shutdown, who were turning their personal platform into their professional platform. Uh-huh. And well, this is actually funny. You're the only probably person that I didn't. But that's because the content that you create, I say, engages people, like produces a relationship, inspires people. And I also think it's very relatable. Like you're literally taking people out for joy rides and then turning it into a platform to just communicate who you well, are. Well, I mean, as a even even with uh, so, social media, like I remember, like I hit that hot fuzz phase where like, gotta post every day, use all the hashtags in the world. I gotta <laughs> have premium content, premium engagement. Like you're not, if you're not getting engagement, DM your peeps. Like get them to interact with your posts. And yeah. it's like, man, that is so freaking exhausting. Like, I don't, I don't have time for that. I don't want to have time for that. So even now, like even under my other businesses, it's like, 
I only use social media when I post something. I'll post it. If people comment, I might hop on and comment it. But that's it. Like, I think on average, I'm on social media two hours a week. Nice. Which is like maybe 10 minutes a day in the morning, 10 right. minutes in the afternoon. That's actually like maybe, super healthy. Maybe a minute or two in the evening. But I'm only on it when I literally have nothing else to do. Yeah. Or if I'm laying in bed and I feel like watching, you know, a couple funny reels. Yep. But, yeah, my for the past six months, it's been less than two hours. Like, you know, Apple will send you, like, your screen time. Oh, nice. I forgot that they do so, that. Yeah. So, like, that – I'm I'm on my email accounts – like four times more than I am actually on social media, which is funny. I mean, it makes sense because yeah. I'm always talking with people, but it's just interesting. Yeah, I got to the point, and this is actually funny. This is before my like hype fuzz Instagram days, dude. I was I was this close to going back and getting a texting flip phone. I would so do that right like, now. Like now, legitimately, uh, when I say like texting, like it has the whole keyboard. It's still a flip phone. Uh-huh. It flips open, but it had a keyboard, and yep. I, I ended up giving it to my dad. Um, which I'm really glad that I did because then he could yeah. actually communicate because he doesn't like smartphones. But it's actually funny now that 5G is into the play. Yeah. Any 5G compatible, any phone that isn't 5G compatible. So there's a lot of 4G phones right now that are still compatible with 5G. Mm. But any any non-compatible 5G phones, including my dad's flip texting phone, will be, as of December 31st of 2022, no longer accessible on See, all mobile networks. And I am so the person. I I really I really wish that we would actually do away with smartphones. I I miss having the flip phone, mainly because one nostalgia, but two right. it was twenty bucks a month, dude. Now you never you remember <sighs> back in the day making like a long distance phone call was like mm. the spawn of Satan. Yeah, and then like, you got charged for it. Yeah, for sure, for, for sure. like thirty cents a minute or a dollar fifty a minute. Yeah. I rang up a $800 phone bill one time when I was in middle school. Dude, long-distance relationships was, at the age of 12. I was a bad kid in middle school, <laughs> man. I was not oh a good kid. Oh, my gosh. God bless my mom. <laughs> I was I was one of those. I was another one of those kids where, like, it was a miracle I graduated. I would just love to hear. It really was. One of your worst stories from, like, middle school, Sam. I bashed a kid's head in on blacktop. Like one solid hit, or you didn't stop. One stall, one solid hit. Okay, there's there's yeah. there's some respect was, there. Like you're not you're not a monster. I had I had broken up. But at the up. same time, you're a force to reckon. With. I had broken up with a girl, and he was mad. It was her new boyfriend. He was mad that I broke up with her. Wait, where? Yeah. <laughs> Right? It literally took a second for me to register that. Yeah, so you deserve to get your head smashed oh, in. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Dude, what in the world? Yeah, my uh, my proudest uh, junior high memory, I I turtled the seventh grade boys track team. Wait, what does turtled mean? It's where you take their book bag, you take all their stuff out of it, turn the book bag inside out, <laughs> put their stuff back in their book bag, and zip it up. <laughs> So I, I turtled never, the I've entire never seventh grade, the entire, that's 50, like it's like 50, 50 young, young men. I, I turtled their entire. That's, that's a, that's dedication. Track team book bag. That's dedication. Yeah. And then turtling was outlawed. Outlawed. And people knew that it was me, but they didn't rat me out because it was such a good prank. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Well, good deal, man. Um, 
Is there? Do you have any last words you want to? Follow my boy Sam. Follow the joy rides. It has been so fun watching. Even when this was just a spur of the moment, whimsical sort of pursuit, it was legit then. It's legit now. Follow no, joy rides. Follow sure Sam mics. Kilgore. Follow this man. Hashtag ad. Hashtag content creator. Boom. Like content creator pro. He he knows what he's doing. Boom, he knows boom. what he's doing. He knows his worth. He knows his value. So jump on board and find yours. When you when you pursue and you follow people who know their value and they know your worth, somehow it just produces the ability for you to recognize yours as well. So Samuel Kilgore, pretty sure he's humming the <laughs> Halo theme song right now. <laughs> That was perfect. You're getting all dreamy, Absolutely. so, you know, I'll just get in the mix yes. of things. Follow so. Joy Rides. Stay tuned. Stay posted. And stay, be wi- stay, stay wild. Stay free. Be fun. Be wild. Be free. Be Dude, fun. yeah. Come up with a Which really I didn't story. really, I didn't even go over the rolls with you, but I felt like I could trust you enough to not bring a taser into my car. Uh, so I'm really appreciative well, of okay, that. Okay, remind me, which one, who brought the taser? My sister. Wait, she actually brought the taser? Mm-hmm. It was her. It was, it was and her, she it was knew. her taser, yeah. Well, no, after her incident, I made it a rule that you can't have tasers in my car anymore. And there are no and weapons was she the one who actually used the taser in your car? Yeah. Yeah, oh and gosh. then when Dove, last time Dove was in town, a couple times ago, he got it off of her and didn't tell me. <gasps> That's the one that it. I was thinking of. Yeah. And he just sounded he, it. He put it right here by my ear at a That Starbucks. was actually while you were in the drive-thru. Yeah. And he just zapped me, scared the crap out of me. Yeah, that's why I have trust issues. Well, don't we all? Uh, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> so, cool. Well, everybody say bye, Tuck. Bye, Tuck. Bye, Tuck. All right, all right. Here we go. Is this thing on? Hit record. Boom! Shakalaka. Do you like bourbon? And here we go.